Hi, I'm Avital Ash. I'm Jessica Richards. And this is... He's right behind you! Ah! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be the first guest to jump in and do that. (laughs) I couldn't resist. That was very compelling. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest today, Peter Stickles, you've heard his scream now, is an actor who's acted in a ton of horror movies. Uh over 25 years so we're gonna have to obviously get into that and you also collect props from horror movies i sure do and uh you've selected gremlins 2 which i had not seen in, in its entirety so oh i'm really gosh. excited to I, talk about it i wish i lived in a world where i was watching gremlins 2 for the first time <laughs> that you're very lucky consider yourself very lucky i you know i feel very lucky yeah. and maybe i'll just say this at the top i don't know if this is controversial i liked it better than gremlins Whoa! of course you did <laughs> Well, that makes me happy because I'll tell you something. There's a very, very, uh, I mean, the fan base for Gremlins 2 is very devoted. Um, I understand why. (laughs) I mean, it's bonkers, but it's so fun. Bonkers and fun is the perfect way to describe it, yeah. Yeah. Jessica reacted like it was heresy, which is what I expected. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love Gremlins more than most movies ever that exist. So it's like it's a hard thing to compare because... Gremlins and Gremlins 2. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Scream and 10 Things I Hate About You. It's like they're both teen- <laughs> about teenagers in high school, but like, how can you compare the two of them? Well, I was actually thinking about this last night. Do, do you think Gremlins is a scary movie? Like, would you consider it a horror movie? Yes. No. Okay, see? There it is. I, <laughs> what I was, about you? Well, I'm kind of in the middle of you two, because, you know, because I, I, when we were talking about doing this and you had suggested... You had asked me about a horror movie, and I thought of Gremlins 2. I'm like, well, Gremlins 2 isn't a horror movie. <laughs> but it kind of does fall into it, because there are some right. scary moments, and and it is part of the Gremlins family, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. There were but two with... scares that got me in this one. In Gremlins 2? Yeah, there were two that made me jump. Which ones? Uh, they were pretty back-to-back. It's the Gremlin coming out of the pot, and then the woman like goes back, and they come out of the cabinet. The cat, the, which, what do you mean? Oh, when oh, they're in the microwave, mi- microwave, microwave for Marge. <laughs> Wait, so you, Peter, you, yeah. you're, you don't know if you consider Gremlins 2 a horror, but you consider Gremlins a horror? Or what I, was the... I, I always thought of Gremlins as being a horror comedy, which is yeah. one of those unique sort of subgenres of horror. And, and Gremlins 2, I would say was a, a straight up comedy. Yeah. I, I must have as a kid seen like clips or something. Or, like, caught snippets of it on TV. And I think I was, like, va- no, I wasn't scared. Never mind. But I could see, <laughs> like, kids being scared by it. And what? so I could see it be Gremlins. Oh, for oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's enough. That, like, if it could traumatize you as a kid, it counts as horror. Well, there's a lot of scary elements to Gremlins 2. But I remember that, first of all, the marketing for Gremlins 2 was all of, like, gizmo dancing. Remember? <laughs> it was like, hey, come to the Gremlins party. And you're like, what is this movie? But um, but there are some scary elements to Gremlins. I think Mohawk is super scary when he's revealed for the first time. Um, it's he, he is absolutely terrifying. And even him as a mogwai was super scary. Yeah. Do, you know, Mohawk as a, as a mogwai was... With the, with the, you know, you're saying in both of them, or no, in, Mohawk, uh, Mohawk was in two. In Stripe the, was in one. 
Oh, okay. Okay, thank you for the differentiation. <laughs> Mohawk is sort of an incarnation of Stripe from part one. Right. I'd say, yeah. yeah. I thought he was, I thought they were the same. No. I didn't realize. Let's get it together, okay? This is serious <laughs> right, business. Right. I can't have this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. This is great. Please. Um, Mohawk is the, the only thing I have. I have a, a stuffed animal of Mohawk. Right. Yeah. I wasn't connecting that Mohawk wasn't Stripe. I don't know why. It, you, know, you know, it's, well, you're probably not alone. I think, like I said, you know, he is probably kind of like, he's the Hollywoodized, glammed up version of Mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the '90s version of Mo of of, of Stripe. Stripe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I'd watched them back to back, because it has been about a year since I saw Gremlins. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did Gremlins yeah. last December. Yeah, because it's yeah. a Christmas movie for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay, or, wait. Or is, so is it a not... or is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> it is a thousand. That's percent an, a Christmas that's movie. another. Well, that's a whole that's a whole a different um, podcast episode is that what will, makes a, what makes a Christmas movie. Oh, I, gr- oh, I agree with you. It's about a Christmas present. You know? I well, think we've talked... Well, it's a play on, um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, because it's like, you've got the Potter character, you've got, he's clearly Jimmy Stewart, and the small yeah. town. Oh, for sure. I mean, listen, <laughs> well, I think we've talked about, like, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, and, like, you can't... If you can take Christmas out of it, and it doesn't affect the story... Then it necessarily, I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but you can't take the Christmas element out of Gremlins and have it be the same movie. It's also a feel. It feels like Christmas. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. the snow and. Well, and Phoebe right? Kate's amazing story. In the story, yeah. Which is my favorite in part parts two. of the. Yes, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite oh my parts God. of the sequel. Okay, wait, guys, I have to stop us. <laughs> we have to get. Getting really where, into yeah, Gremlins. This is, okay, okay. This is... <laughs> okay, so let's slow it down for one second. Please. Peter, tell us about you. I oh I'm so excited about your um, IMDb, like just the titles alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, but okay, I, I don't know if you want to start with career or your relationship to horror. Maybe maybe dip a toe in about like okay. how maybe they even intertwine. I don't know. Well, I've always been fascinated and I've always loved horror. And I knew when I wanted to be an actor, I wananted to be a scream queen or scream queen, <laughs> yeah. however you want to call. It. Uh, oh, wait, who's your favorite? Is that jumping the gun to ask who your favorite scream queen and kings are? Well, I, you know, it's got. I gotta say, last night I watched The Faculty and H two O back to back, so I'd have to go for Jamie Lee. I thought you were gonna say Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite Scream King would be, um, oh God, his name is escaping me. Reanimate Jeffrey Combs. Oh, I think he's just. I love. I love the weirdos. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, I was thinking like James Spader. Like whenever I think of the Scream Kings, I go for like the quiet, nerdy kind of. You know, like James Spader, William Fickner. Um, Jeffrey Combs kind of guys, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's okay, the goofy cool. one from um, uh, Friday Four that does the dance? Oh, I don't That's remember. I know. I don't um, remember. That does the crazy dance. No, he's famous. He's a. Uh, uh, he was in Back to the Future. Um, Is it Crispin Glover? Yes, Crispin Glover. <laughs> All right. Crispin Glover, like that kind of weirdo type, yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite kind of scream queen. I could see you pulling off a Crispin Glover. It would take more effort because you're you're like more. Um, socially acclimated seemingly than he is like you're not a straight weirdo but i feel like you could pull it off actually i'll take that as a compliment thank you so much I, I meant that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when did you want to be a scream queen, queen. When did that start? <laughs> yeah. uh I, you know I, ever since i was really little i just it's something i was always drawn to i always found such a connection to being scared and being scary it, mm-hmm. You know, and I also, you know, and I was, I really appreciated the deep cuts too, you know, when I, I appreciated, you know, so you have horror, but then we also have their little goofy brothers and sisters like cult and camp and exploitation and grindhouse and even like, you know, I would throw 
you know, spaghetti westerns in there, Bollywood, you know, all those, all the little goofy um, cousins of horror mm-hmm. were the ones that... Just cre- genre. Yeah, all those weird subgenres. Creature features were big for me mm-hmm. back in the day. And I really responded to those. And I just, as a, when I was little, I'd like, I want to do that. I want to make those movies. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> How old do you think you were when you saw your first, any sort of subgenre of horror? You know, I remember being really little and seeing Tourist Trap for the first time. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that? I haven't. Oh, do yourself a favor. It's it is. Oh my god, we might one, have to have you back. It just came <laughs> I'm out. Already so excited. It actually just came out on a special edition Blu-ray. It's from Full Moon. Well, Full Moon acquired it, and, and uh, it's about these, this. Oh god, it's hard to descri- describe it. It's about creepy mannequins, and you just have to see it. Um, but then I also really vividly remembered seeing Day of the Animals, and have you mm-hmm. seen that movie? No. In the seventies, Leslie Nielsen. You're really schooling us. Uh, <laughs> it's you. about it's about al- people that go camping and all the animals start attacking them. But it, it's it's one of those you know like you can't help like the what you don't know what movies are going to affect you. But those two movies really had an effect on me and really freaked me out. You know, wow. couldn't sleep. Could you know? And I, but at the same time, was fascinated and I wanted more and more and more. So I subscribed to Fangoria. Started, you know, watching all those movies on late night cable. <laughs> Um, did you ever see the movie Island Claw about the giant crabs? Okay. No. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so those are some of my influences and those are some of the things that I was, uh, that I Amazing. was really turned on by. For lack of so when word. you couldn't sleep that night and, but then you wanted more, were you yeah. like, I like not being able to sleep or you're like, I hate this, but I want more anyway. What was your, what, how, like, did you like being scared? I remember going to see Nightmare on Elm Street 3 when I was in sixth grade at a Halloween party and I went dressed as a, as a vampire. So my mom put like, uh, like Vaseline in my hair, slick it back. <laughs> and I remember that Vaseline being in my hair for weeks because I was too scared to close my eyes and shampoo in the show <laughs> like I was too scared to have my eyes closed for that moment those few minutes to shampoo my hair and what 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 I if, at the time of course I didn't want to be freaked out and too scared to shampoo my hair but it had that effect on me where I kind of it gave me a little bit more courage to sort of like see what I could do what 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 I could face next oh, so then I went out I and rented that. all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and to see how bad <laughs> Freddy would scare me and once I realized it wasn't scaring me as much I I kind of wanted that high you know, my, yeah, my, adrenaline. my feet never really hit the ground since I had that Vaseline in my hair, oh you my know, God. and I, I and I, and I kind of wanted to keep, I wanted that feeling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Can I just say you look like Errol Flynn? Do you get that? Do people tell you that? No, no, it's but crazy. I'll take it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we went from Crispin Glover to Errol Flynn. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'll take Crispin Glover actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah not the swashbuckler but the creep the creepy one yeah yeah i like it well i like you i think sort of similar but mine is a much more delayed schedule i was scared and then that kept me from horror movies and then it was this thing of like i want to face it and be stronger that same feeling of like all right i'm gonna look down the barrel of the gun so it was about a year ago that i was like i'm gonna start a horror podcast and i'm gonna have to watch all these horror movies and then jessica and I were talking about it, and and she was already really into horror movies, and so it became this fun thing to do together. But but my education has really taken place largely. Well, that's the, the final year. girl in you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I had some of my favorites were horrors, but I wasn't connecting. I wasn't thinking of them as horror movies, like Jaws or um, Pan's Labyrinth or We Need to Talk About Kevin. Like those are really high up for me, but I didn't think of them. As oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those sort of gray areas, like between thriller and sci-fi and, you know, they can kind of be even comedy, 
you know yeah there could be a lot of horror elements to a lot of those yeah i'm very lenient with my definition of horror yeah and i have been because of jessica Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as long as she gives it the okay i feel like i'm allowed to be like is gremlins horror not really but that's fine we're doing it anyway yeah yeah i mean but i think that is where people categorize it so gremlins too gremlins in general yeah i I agree to me are cute I agree. They're not really scary. Well, yeah, I okay. Think... I think Mogwais are cute. I wouldn't say Gremlins are cute. I think both are cute. We, we did this the first time we did Gremlins, well, where I thought well, the Gremlins were cute, too. You know the original script of Gremlins was a lot darker and a lot scarier and a lot more horror. Ooh. Like, when Billy comes home after his mom calls him, you know, and he comes home for the first time, he, he opens the door and his mother's head rolls down the stairs. And that's how he's introduced that is to much the Gremlins. darker. Yes. Okay? And that's how he's introduced to the Gremlins. And then it's just, it's more, yeah, it's terrifying. And it was Spielberg, actually, who stepped in and kind of, and he's, he was right. He kind of made this, he's like, well, he, fir- he first took a look at Gizmo, because Gizmo was supposed to become Stripe. Oh, you know? I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, they and, saved him for us. Yes. Well, it was Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg took a look at that. It was like, that thing has to survive. That's too cute. That's going to be our moneymaker. That's, every kid's going to want one of those. He has to be the hero. So keep him alive. And Spielberg was the one that really sort of cleaned it up and made it more a little more family-friendly than the straight horror it was originally intended to be. I would love to see that straight horror and see if it... Because there is also something so effective about taking this, like, unbelievably adorable furry creature and making it a monster. Yeah. Because then it's then you suddenly would be suspicious of, like, cute puppies, you know? It's yeah. Like... Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be really scary, I imagine. It was more of, like, an an alien invasion movie like a creature invasion movie a paris yeah. more like a parasite kind of situation kind of what like critters is yeah like critters and yeah, i think i want to see that one i want critters to see that version fun. of gremlins you, well, I, know. I know you watch like... critters <laughs> okay all right yeah because critters yeah. is like they're really i mean it's a it's a ripoff of gremlins it's a ripoff yeah but there's no nice ones right but do any of them start nice like is there a, a transformation of gizmo into strike no because that to me is what's so scary is that idea of like? But the they're kind of cute in the beginning. <laughs> okay, I mean what, nothing's the, as cute as Gizmo. The, the exactly. critters are kind of cute because they're like puffballs. Yeah. Oh, when they roll in, to, yeah, at the yeah, beginning, yeah, they roll in like hey, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> what What was your journey in becoming a scream queen? I keep just trying to make them one word together. Queen. My journey, like, how I started. Yeah, and have you had a favorite? Like did it, a movie that I've done. Well, you know, you I expected it to. When I went to New York, I, I I just sought out all of my my heroes, which were really the people for Fangoria, who I'd been reading my whole life, and I just kind of sought them out. I'd go to conventions and I would grab onto them. Tony Timpone, who I I gravitated to, he was the editor in chief a while ago back in, at Fangoria. I met at a convention. I told him what I wanted to do. I said I want to be in these movies. He single-handedly helped me get an audition for Cemetery Gates, which is my first movie that I ever did, which was a creature feature about a killer Tasmanian devil. Amazing. <laughs> and I, after I shot that movie, I was like, this is what I want to do. I mean, this is it. This is exactly what I do. And when I'd go to the, the you know, conventions and uh, sit with the, my, the same, the, you know, like-minded people, I knew I'd found, like, a, a family. And, and, and what's great about horror too, especially when it comes to filmmaking, like there, it really is a family. Like, you know, you see people who are just so dedicated to horror and make pretty much only horror movies that we just keep working together for years. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. It's hard to describe, but you know, when I see these people now, like now that I've worked with some of them for many years, almost decades, (laughs) 
you know, you and and you you kind of see the little sort of like you see it in their eye, that sparkle in their eye, and I probably have the same one too, where you're like, yeah, I just love fucking love doing this, you know, and I love making <laughs> these movies, and they're low budget, and you know, it might not be something that you can live off of, but my god, they're just a blast. It's a fun thing to me, looking at your IMDb. So I there was one year. It's so weird. I've never had any business being at Cannes. Like I haven't had a movie there or anything that should bring me there. But my dad had like a he some sort of business partner or something at Cannes one year and I wanted to be in the film industry and I went with him and it was the year that short bus was a really big deal and I didn't see it but I remember like all of the advertising at Cannes for it yeah I was there for that yeah <laughs> yeah wow we were short, in Cannes at the same time that's crazy <laughs> yeah uh, short bus uh is not horror <laughs> uh and you know you should see it it's it's explicit it's very okay. sexually explicit Just yeah be, I remember be from the re- yeah. reviews yeah but it's a good movie it's a, it was it's getting a, great a lot movie. of buzz. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. That was a blast. God, we we actually saw it in the main big theater with that giant red carpet. We walked that whole thing. I mean, it was. But you know, the French the French have a different way of you know they they don't have a problem with nudity or sex right. in movies. So they just they loved it. American America had a sort of a harder time with it, but yeah, Americans in France, are British. Gonna, oh yeah, you know what I saw that year at Cannes was Taxidermia. Oh, Did you ever how see was that movie? it? Oh, it was fantastic. Have no. you seen it? Oh, it's crazy. No. <laughs> it's one of the most it's one of the most bizarre movies I've ever saw I've ever seen, and I saw it at Cannes. It's it's wow. just it's intense. I always love talking to Peter because I feel like I know a lot about horror, and then every time you're like, "Have you seen this?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like making all these lists of movies I've never even heard of. What is the scariest movie? I mean, we were kind of saying Gremlins is not that scary. What do you think the scariest movie you've ever seen is? God, that's a good question. Probably Alien, that scared me pretty bad, and then I became really infatuated with the with that the whole series. And Aliens is one of my favorite movie. Aliens no. is great. I've weirdly only seen Aliens, and I've only seen oh, Alien. Yeah. <laughs> You've never Between seen Aliens, Jessica? No, because I didn't oh, like the first man. one, so then I just didn't continue. <laughs> no, it's nothing like the first one. It's you know it's James Cameron. I and know. He just takes it and turns it, and it's like a, a, a literally a ride. <laughs> and um, where does Sigourney Weaver rank for you on Scream, Scream Queens? Ooh, Scream. she's I I put her up there with number one. I had yeah. a Jamie Lee. Hi. Thank you, thank you for reminding oh. me. Yeah, <laughs> she's so good. She's so good. Oh, yeah. This is a question we always ask, but is there an image, whether it's from a movie, it could be Alien, could be something else, or like a dream you've had, or most harrowing, a life experience, uh, oh. any sort of image that sticks out as like the scariest scene? Um. You know, did you ever see Salo? No. No, but I know all about it. <laughs> Those, you know, I, there's some And movies, I haven't watched it because reading about it is enough for me to be like, you know, yeah, that's. There are, there are moments where I almost wish that I had the, a way to like bleach my brain. And I think <laughs> there are images in that movie where I wish I could go back and kind of have a do over because yeah. it, uh, and I don't is it like recommend. feces? Yeah. Or... Oh yeah. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And I think. You know, like, I don't, have you ever, like, accidentally, like, maybe not accidentally, but, like, watched, like, a beheading video? And, you and like, and now you can't get that image out of your head, and you're like, why did I do that, you know? I think yeah. that and there's movies that exist in that world, and I think Sal is one of them, where you're like, God, I really wish I didn't watch that. Like, there's movies, like, in Cannibal Holocaust, where they kill animals and oh, stuff. Oh, I'm never going to watch that. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. it's it's not so cool. Upsetting. It's not cool. It's not fun, and it's yeah. not effective. So... I don't recommend watching movies like Cannibal Holocaust. At least or in Solo. Solo, you know it's not. It's real, yeah, it's all it's not real. 
Cannibal Holocaust, I feel like, no thanks. I don't want to watch. And, you know, I, I read, like, you know, they did it just so, like, you, you, you know, when they kill the people, like, you might believe that they actually kill the people since you watched them kill these animals. So they, they did right. it kind of, that was their deal. But I don't buy it, and I don't think it's cool, and it's not worth it. Yeah. Actually, the thing that, and I didn't do it on purpose, but, I you know, there was one year, I remember, because it traumatized me so much, it was just, like, Father's Day, and I was scrolling on Facebook, and somebody had posted one of those animal rights videos, and it was uh, people doing terrible things to to baby pigs, and yeah. I will never get it out nope. of my head. And I nope. also won't ever eat pig. But no, no, I didn't need to see it to stop eating pig. <laughs> <laughs> got a little that got a little dark. I, I sorry, but yeah, that was the first thing I think of when I thought of a movie that like really affected me like that. Yeah, you know, like, ugh. it's those. No, it's you're those, the first person. It's to those. Say that. You know, like those grimy ones that just yeah. feel yeah. like you want to take a shower. Yeah, yeah, like dip yourself and your brain. Yes, in bleach, like yes, I said. yeah. Yeah, that, that's, these are great answers. These are not answers we've gotten before. <laughs> You're being great like, on your answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's fun when when it gets repetitive because you're like, oh, it's interesting how many people this one scene traumatized or this one movie. Uh huh. But yours because then not... you because then you seek them out, you know. But I would recommend not seeking them out. Yeah, yeah. No, I I will never watch them. And I think there's I don't know maybe this is a stretch, but but Jessica had said that this movie feels pertinent, like relevant to where we are now in the world. And the thing that stuck out to me is like, you know, it's this um, animal testing that kind of sets everything off. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of like the live animal markets. And oh, oh, you're talking. Where we are with. You mean Gremlins yeah, now too? Gremlins. Yeah. yeah gremlins okay. Too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I dig it. So I feel like there is this like, cruelty to animals thread that that continues from cannibal holocaust and my horrible father's day pig video <laughs> into this there's a fantastic twitter account called the institute for gremlins 2 technology i think or something like that and um they go deep and it sounds like something like they go, go deep into gremlins 2 and they pull out all Amazing. the symbolism and like that'd be something that i could read them talking about like how the relevance of animal testing and genetic I mean, mutations Oh, there's a bat. You're right. There yeah. is a bat. Oh, yeah. It's so precious. Yeah. 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 Donald Trump. Yeah. And there's Donald oh. Trump. Yeah. Although I think Trump is worse because. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so no, worse. No, Daniel Clamp has a heart of gold underneath it all, I think. He, uh, you know, I think so, too. Uh, yeah. He, well. he was misunderstood. And I think I, so. Yeah. I can see him being a good guy. I think the his enablers again, like Trump, yes, are are really the problem. And I think with Trump, he's just as bad. But like, yeah, the people surrounding him are also. Let, let's blame it on Robert Picardo. <laughs> yeah, that was his like little guy. What's his name in the in Gremlins too? Forster. I. It's funny. I didn't know the actor's name, but I knew who you meant, and I was just like, yeah, I I'm trusting that we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also I think. Uh, a, cl- a clamp is more successful than Trump. Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like he has more success in like, you know, the jam and jelly line and everything that he's constructing. So he doesn't have to turn so evil in the end. Trump has his stakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he got his money from his dad too? Or do you think he's a self-made man? Daniel Clamp? Yeah. Oh, he got it from his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Come on. I don't think he did like really a lick of work in his life. <laughs> but I also think, you know, remember how, how teary he got when it was like the end of the world and he had to play the America's Beautiful? That was some genuine, emo- that was some genuine emotion there. 
Yeah. Right. But he says, like, think of all the human lives that will be lost and all of the lawsuits that will come from that. True, yeah. true. He's just, you but know, he does... he's a businessman. He's just, you know. He could have said, think of all the lawsuits that will come from the lives lost. He did put the lives first and then added the lawsuits. Yeah. Which I don't think Trump would do. No, I don't think he would either. Clamp, I think, is a nice guy under it all. He's just a little misguided. Plus, you know, he had, I think, when he, at the end, when he, there was an attraction to Marla. That was a real sort of human bond. Yeah. Do you think it was like a an attraction in, in like a non-platonic way? Or he was like drawn to her from her hard work and wanted to promote her? I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, they had just been through hell together. And I thought he was really impressed by how she was one of the last standing. Yeah. Like who would have yeah. thought Marla would have helped out to save everybody? Did she help did out she? or did she just smoke yeah. a cigarette? <laughs> That's did one of my favorite lines out? is when he's okay. like, and Marla, <laughs> yes. smoke. Smoke. Interesting. That was great. Interesting. I wonder, well, she held Gizmo in his box to help him from keep, kept him from getting wet at near the end. But oh, she is she, like cool I and calm under pressure. pressure. Well, they both did. I, okay. Because like he, when Marla gets stuck in a spider web, she handles it very well. She, she doesn't does. panic. She's still trying to get her work done. She's, yeah. you know. She does. Yeah. But that's more sociopathic, I think. (laughs) 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 Like when the whole building is falling apart, she's like, I can't work in here. Why are the lights off? Oh God, I know, (laughs) right? Also, like weirdly, uh, that that it's like Marla when this is before Trump got with Marla Maples. Is that right? Yeah, because that that was this is like nineteen eighty nine is when this was made, and I wanna say Marla Maples was like ninety three. Oh, wow. Wow. That's cool. I hadn't thought of that. Okay, so the quick outline. I mean, guys, if you haven't watched this, do yourself a favor and yes. watch it. Oh, <laughs> but God. we have our survivors from Gremlins now making it in the big city, mm-hmm. uh, putting all of that behind them. And the old man, does, does he have a name? Ketterman? Key, Key Luke. Uh, no, the old Chinese man that Gizmo. Oh, uh, yeah. Key Luke. Wing. Key Luke? Yeah, they yeah. call him Mr. Wing in this. Okay, but yeah, his his name is Key Luke. That's the actor's name. The actor. Name. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Key Luke, Mr. Wing. Uh-huh. Uh, his his shop of curiosities um, ends up being demolished when he dies, and yep. Gizmo is trapped inside. But he gets out. God, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it <laughs> is. can't handle. Gizmo I know. Crying. I can't believe Mr. Wing didn't provide for Gizmo. But Thank you. Like instructions and well, upon my death, don't get him wet. And he has that nephew or grandson or whatever from Thank the first you. one. Where well, he? but yeah. he was trouble to begin with. I mean, look at the mistake he made. He probably doesn't that's trust true. him anymore. There should be a will, though, that's like, upon my death, return to Billy. God, they're both really irresponsible. Both yeah. Him and the nephew. Yeah, you're right. I really... Because uh, Gizmo could have starved in there. He could have. Yeah, or been demolished. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. Yep. But then somebody finds him and he ends up in this lab. So we have we have the uh why am I forgetting his name? Well, one of the clamp employees finds him that works in the 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 lab. Splice yeah. of Life Inc. And brings him up to Clamp Center to the to the genetics lab, yeah. Yes, and Mr. Clamp who is in charge of clamp, I guess also very much like Trump and Trump towers. Yeah. Uh, has, there's like all of these floors and they do all sorts of things and there's tours of the building, but there's one floor that's questionable. That's like animal experimentation. Yeah. Gizmo gets brought there. And it's um, a fully automated building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of what the building says is very funny. Oh, I know. My favorite part of the movie are the building announcements. 
Yeah. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> like when he goes in the men's room, it's just like, welcome to the men's room, mister. <laughs> Don't forget to wash those hands. My favorite was the, uh, well, the owner of the car with this license plate, please move your car. Yeah. It's old and ugly. Yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> well, and the fire alarm. The fire alarm is fantastic. Oh, my God. That one I did oh, write down. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, uh, fire, the untamed element, oldest of man's mystery, giver of warmth, destroyer of forests. <laughs> Now this building is on fire. Yes, it's on fire. Please leave. <laughs> Enact so the age-old drama of self-preservation. Self-preservation. <laughs> oh my God, the building announcements. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that's why I, I like the second one so much. Like, it's so bizarre, but it's also so funny. And there's so many great references all the way through. And the detail to the gremlins. So we get that in the first one, but I feel like it's next level in the sequel. Well, there's a new creature designer. You know, Rick Baker took over. And he's fantastic. He's done everything. He just recently retired. And he's won a million Oscars. Won a million Oscars. (laughs) Um, He took over the Gremlins effect. And he really wanted... He only did it if he could make the Gremlins his own. That was one of his sort of caveats to do that. And so they... they, Joe Dante gave him his blessing. And he got to make his own Gremlins. Including all the the genetic mutations. The genetic mutations are so fun. (laughs) They're so fun. I think that... And all practical... Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think the best thing about this movie is, like, so many times you see a movie and it's like, if only they had let the director do what he wanted to do. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. And what's amazing about Gremlins, too, is just that Joe Dante got to do whatever he wanted and everyone had to, like, shut up and take it. Well, that's kind of one of the, the sort of magical things about this movie is because, you know, Gremlins was a hit. Warner Brothers didn't get it didn't understand it so they're just like listen make us another movie like this and make us some more money and joe dante said okay well i want to do i want to have total creative control and Warner brothers was like okay we don't <laughs> we don't know this movie just do make us some more money do whatever you want we don't care um, did it do as well as the first one no 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 <laughs> but so joe dante was he was really he loved looney tunes um, he was you really can that, see that, yeah. Yeah, big inspiration of him. He wanted to make a Looney Tunes movie. He eventually went on to do that other Looney Tunes movie with, um, uh, God, who was... The one with Brendan Fraser? Fredrick Fraser, yeah. Oh, I never he saw that. that one. Yeah, After, he I that. stopped at Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, so, so Joe Dante actually did make his own Looney Tunes movie, but Gremlins 2 was really his, his homage to Looney Tunes. And, you know, Spielberg, of course, kind of came in to reel it in. Like, you know, Spielberg, Spielberg was the one that was like, listen, listen, Joe, do your own thing. I would keep the rules. Keep the three <laughs> rules. That was Spielberg who was like, just do that. Keep the rules. Make your movie. Make Warner Brothers happy. Make some money. He did all that except make money. <laughs> did it, was it like a colossal bomb or just didn't? No, it was. Well I remember being really excited because, you know, it all comes down to timing, right? And I remember it was supposed to be released earlier in the year in 1990. I think, yeah, it was like, supposed to be Memorial Day. Yeah. And it got pushed. Basically, what I read was it was supposed to be Memorial Day and it was supposed to open against Bird on a Wire, which was not competition. And then it was like testing through the roof. So they pushed it to like the heat of summer and it was going to open against Dick Tracy, which like Madonna and Warren Beatty were dating. Like everyone wanted to see Dick Tracy. And the reason they did that was because Warner Brothers was scared that Dick Tracy was going to top their Batman record. And so they yeah. wanted Gremlins to be a wrench in the Dick Tracy plan, and they kind of yeah. sacrificed Gremlins, too. They did. That's really exactly what happened. And they and didn't it was... change the date. Like, if you watch the TV spots, it still said Memorial Day. So when it opened in, like, June, 
people were Everyone like, didn't this already open? It. That's right. So then when it finally came out, people were like, wait a minute, this movie already came out. And in a way, you're almost like, I saw this movie. I remember being really excited to see it beginning of summer, and then it just didn't happen. But there was a huge marketing. There were tons of tie-ins, lots of toys, lots of plush, lots of everything. T- huge merchandise. Which they movie. point out at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of money was spent on it. Um, but then, like you said, it just kind of got fizzled. It got kind of clobbered by Dick Tracy. Which is crazy. <laughs> like, it's if I had to pick between Gremlins 2 and Dick Tracy, it's like a no-brainer. It no was brainer. also a strange movie because if you went there looking to see another Gremlins, you kind of didn't really get that. If you were going there to look to see a horror movie, you kind of weren't getting that either. Mm-hmm. You know, if so, you don't. I don't know what we were. I remember actually sitting in the theater very vividly with my brother, and my brother turning to me, being like, "How are we going to tell people about this movie?" Because you know <laughs> that was back then where you go to a movie and then you go and tell all your friends about it. You know, like you'd go see Dick Tracy, you'd be like, "Oh, Dick Tracy was so cool. He fought these villains. It was Flathead and but and you could kind of give, but when you go, it was impossible to describe Gremlins too, in a way. There was too much going on. It was like right. a mile a minute, you know, and. And I remember now you could point someone to the key and peel sketch, but back then, yeah, yeah, exactly. You couldn't. And I, I knew what my brother meant when he said that. Cause we we're, and I'm like, yeah, like what the, what is going on in this movie? Yeah. You know, what's funny. And maybe it's because I didn't connect to the first gremlins as much as other people did. I mean, I loved the Mogwise loved, uh, obviously gizmo, but to me, they, they didn't feel that different in that. Like I'm still in that world. Like the gremlins and, and gizmo are so specific. And like the way that, you know, when they're born, they're sort of born with their accessories. When the, when gremlins <laughs> come into being, they uh-huh, have like uh-huh. full makeup for the gremlinette or... Um, yeah. Or glasses for the brainy yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Like it's still, it, to me, that felt like so much the heart of it that they don't feel that different. Even though, of course, they are. <laughs> I think, I think you know, uh, the the attack in the bar in gremlins... Um, what I think that the Gremlins Two was sort of a full version of that scene. That's a really good way to put y- you it. You know, <laughs> yeah, the goofy yeah. bar, which of course everyone loves in Gremlins. Yeah, and the Snow that, White like, and the Seven Dwar- Dwarfs. Yeah, screening, <laughs> which comes up again. Again, it was Spielberg that really reigned in a lot of the the insanity of Gremlins Two. If it's if it seems crazy <laughs> now, I think it's even buckets. There was Rain supposed Dune, to be. What are you talking about? There, well, there was supposed. I remember there was supposed to be an elephant Gremlin. That was going to come bombarding and, like, charging through. There the... is an elephant. There is an elephant in Gremlins yeah. 2? Yeah. In the yeah, lab. When the animals oh, get oh, from the Oh, okay, lab. yeah, yeah. The elephant runs by, yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be even more bonkers than... I could have used a gremlin elephant in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it fits. Yeah, it does. It does. I see one come, like, charging down the, st- the clamp center <laughs> stairs. Yeah. But that is fascinating to think of Spielberg reining it in for such he a He did. Movie like he reined it, in. reined in. Well, one of the things that I read, so there's like a part where they break the fourth wall in this, where the film oh, yeah. gets like burned up by gremlins. Okay, and yeah. Joe Dante, his like pitch to the studio was he wanted at every theater that this was playing that they would have cut out gremlins in the projection booth. So when that part happened, the audience would turn around to look to see if it was really a problem. And they would see gremlins in the production in the projection booth. That's so good. Which is amazing. And the studio was like, no. <laughs> Well, oh. again, also being inspired by Looney Tunes, he was also really inspired by William Castle. 
And William Castle would do all those, like, you know, like, have the vibrating seats. Would have, like, you know, the sign this contract before you go in because this movie is so scary you might die and we don't want to take... You know, that's... And there he, he, you know, uh, William Castle would have, like, nurses on hand in the lobby in case you got so scared. Like, he'd have all these, like, sort of tricks, you know. So good. Um, and one of them, like, things falling from the ceiling and hitting you, like, props and effects. Yeah. So he... And Joe Dante loved that. So he, yeah, he wanted to have the projector break. And, you know, in the home video version... The uh, they changed that because they didn't. They didn't. You weren't watching a movie on the home video. So in the home video version, the tape breaks. Your VHS tape. This is VHS, by the way. Your VHS tape, and it goes to like different TV shows that you would have been watching. So there's no Hulk Hogan part in the in the home video version. Yeah, like John Wayne or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like starts watching John Wayne movies, and and I take it a step further. The novelization, (laughs) which I own, when you're reading the book. The author gets attacked by a gremlin in that scene. Oh, that's amazing. So he's typing and then does he away. Come back? Yeah, I th- it's very bizarre. Like he's typing and all of a sudden you see him being like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at my computer right now, or my computer, my, my, my typewriter right now, and the gremlins are taking over. It's very, very silly. So oh there's three gosh, different so versions. Fun. Yeah. I love that so much because as I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, if I saw this in the theaters, I would probably think there was a problem. Totally. It's different, obviously, on my laptop, but I love that they accounted for that. It's fantastic. Different versions. It's oh, fantastic. So I mean, how fun would it be? And it's sad that it didn't actually happen this way, but to be in the theater being like, what's going on? And then look behind you, and there's <laughs> fucking gremlins That's in the he, projector room. Which he kind of made. I mean, he kind of did that in, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, he does the shadows. The shadows, yeah, yeah which is yeah. exactly what you're seeing yeah the writer said that he did like a screening of this when it came out with just his friends and family in oakland and at that part his friends and family did all start freaking out and he said that was like the highlight of his career the the best like everyone believed that it was actually happening i I just so fun i I just love the hiccups before it actually goes out because that's smart he he starts like hiccuping the the, before like a few seconds beforehand right like the dialogue it starts yeah it starts like kind of and you're like because that would happen right like the scratchy celluloid I think he yeah. put some scratches in it. Like, that's smart, dude. Like, that's a good so time. Smart. That's a good time. Gremlins 2 is just a good time. Yeah. That's, so I wrote in my notes at one point, this is so fucking fun. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Because I wasn't expecting not... to have so much fun. Yeah. Well, and the very first maybe 20 minutes are, like, the only part of the movie where I kind of have a problem, which is, like, not enough gizmo. I don't love that gizmo won't stay in the drawer for, like, five goddamn seconds. And oh. I yeah. hate that Phoebe Cates doesn't recognize Gizmo because she liked Gizmo in the first one. Why is she so against Gizmo in this one? Yeah, how no, do you but, not recognize Gizmo? But she does. She thinks Daffy, the Daffy, the, the Googie, the kooky gremlin is Gizmo. Yeah. He does look the most like Gizmo. Yeah, he looks like Gizmo. Yeah. But come on. <laughs> I mean, if she hadn't seen him in eight years or whatever it is, six years. <laughs> right. Those if are you like saw... the only problems. Then from then on, I love this movie. But wait a minute. If you saw a Mogwai... <laughs> You know, you'd be like, okay, that's Gizmo. It's not like she sees him all the time. And especially if Billy's like, go to my office. There's a Mogwai there. That's Gizmo. Take him home. She, I just love, as she would soon be like, as Billy sees him and is like, this is the wrong one, I was like, thank you. Because if Billy didn't recognize him at first, I was going to lose my mind. No, but, yes, but, but Billy already had Gizmo already yeah, in the office. Right. What bothered me... Okay, so so Billy goes to save Gizmo from this experiment, this animal experimentation. Yeah, lab. they're gonna cut him open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he saves the day. Thank God, because we can't even handle Gizmo crying. No, we can't. Gizmo no, but we get that great dancing scene that I love. He does like to dance. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, they play that what, what are rock they music. That? Some sort of. It's like an Elvis song or something, right? Something I like think that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm forgetting now. Yeah. 
Oh, dancing gizmo, guys. I mean, well, what I, brain? I remember. I remember all of you know the, it, when Gizmo gets wet and he has the mud. There were all like different personalities of himself, like li- like you know extensions of his own personality, like the goofy Gremlin head because it's, it's his goofy side. You know, like the mm-hmm. mean part is maybe his mean side. So they were also especially oh, in Gremlins too, where like there are different parts of his personality. So I think yeah. you know his goofy because he is kind of you know Gizmo can be very mischievous. Like again, crawling yeah. out of the drawer, dancing. He can be kind of naughty. Yeah, you know he's he's kind of like a puppy. Um, <laughs> it's true. Loves yeah. TV. Loves HBO. Billy yeah, loves that. That, <laughs> that yep. ending is so good. Yep. Okay, so Billy is trying to take him home to save him. I thought for sure the lab people were gonna like come after Billy, like from their surveillance cameras or whatever. I'm glad they don't go in that direction. Right, right, but right. He keeps him in a drawer, and then his coworker, who's sort of hitting on him, and Marla. Nobody's gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has to leave because he has to go be sexually harassed at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. she she discovers that you know clamp kind of liked billy and was yeah. you know so marla of bill, course like that yeah bill yes. so marla's attracted to that marla's power yeah. hungry she sees an opportunity and she's gonna take it she has so no interest of... in billy no. as a person as a person yeah <laughs> no he is very cute so he I is see that. he is and that's all she needs yeah uh, not ugly and maybe ascending climbing the ladder in yeah. some way but he refuses at first because he has to take Gizmo home. But then she like is about to peek in the drawer, so he gives in because then she would spot Gizmo. Yeah. And um, he keeps like you said, Jessica. He keeps like making noise. I'm like Gizmo, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. He keeps like then- as he's like staying here, like just staying here. I gotta go. And then like Billy's still in the frame when Gizmo like pops the drawer open and like puts down his paperclip ladder. <laughs> and he's smart. He can't help it. Gizmo is just mischievous and curious. And like and- you know they want to cut you open. They just told you that. You're on the yeah. ram. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't, you know, it didn't bother me as much. Uh, it t- like, I get it though. I get it. Like, it's more like, <laughs> well, the part be, two, responsible, be responsible, be responsible. You know be responsible. You know what's the risk. <laughs> yeah. What made me mad is not so much that he, because there was, I was like, Gizmo, be quiet. But then what really bothered me is that when Phoebe Cates comes in, and she's like, Gizmo, that's when he decides to be silent. That's what made me mad. I was like, you oh, interesting. singing and dancing when you need to shut the fuck up. And now when you could just really help out, you decide to be quiet in this air vent or wherever he is. Like, what are you I doing? I know. I remember sort of being thinking like, just yell or yeah. start, start chirping or something, whatever you have noise he makes. Yeah. I'll, I'll justify it by saying he's traumatized and yeah. mute in that yeah. moment. But from then on, I'm on board. Those are, like, yeah. literally, those are the only things that yeah. I don't like about this movie. I love the rest of the movie, which, mm-hmm. like, when it starts out and it's got, like, a few things where I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I was like, yeah. oh, God, because I hadn't seen it in a while. I was like, am I not going to like this? Mm-hmm. And then it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. And the amount of times that I laughed out loud and had to take um, I was watching on my computer. I had to take it in to show Brad to be like, no, 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 no. You have to watch this one part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, it was so fun. Well, once we get the gremlins, you know, then it's just a party. It's oh, just well, a party. once we get to the uh, frozen yogurt stand, I was all on yeah. board. Because yeah. I well, forgot that's the most how relatable much part to me. I forgot how big frozen yogurt was when I was growing up. Like how obsessed people were with yeah. TCBY and how exciting yeah. it was. <laughs> it was exciting. I didn't realize how much burping there was in this movie until. My partner, who you know was just in and out, was like, "Wow, there's really a lot of burping." <laughs> burping? You mean like the noises they would make it, like they, the yeah. noises the gremlins would make? Yeah, the gremlins do like belching sounds. They, they do. Lot. Yeah, they would. Yeah, especially when they were like getting wet and stuff, and they were like convulsing and stuff. They'd make these yeah. weird sort of like noises. Yeah, I, yeah. When they're partying and laughing too. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> yeah. like this guttural sort of. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, the doctor in the lab is named Doctor Catheter. Doctor Catheter. That's Christopher Lee. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. And earlier we have Henry Gibson in a really small role. Yeah. And I'm like. He has to come back, right? And he I know. Doesn't. There's a few like little sort of cameos of people that pop up, you know, like yeah. D- Dick Butkus and uh, Leonard Malton. Leonard Malton, of course. But yeah. that makes sense. That's more like this is Leonard Malton. Well, right? you know that story because Leonard Malton didn't like Gremlins and so gave it good. a bad review. <laughs> so, and I think he was friends with Joe Dante. Yeah. So that's why he did that sort of cameo reviewing Gremlins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, it's another super meta moment. It is Again, super about meta. Like it's a movie, while and he's holding it like the, the he's holding the VHS like this, like gremlin, like it, 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 yeah, yeah. It's and like it's so re-released. Delayed. I can't. I can't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> and the gremlins appear on either side of him, and they're like making really fun loud. of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just like doesn't hear or see them until they knock him over. In his in his book, like you know, Leonard Malton movie reviews book, like look up Gremlins too when he says about it because he's very kind of like cute about it. Like you know, I didn't. You might notice somebody in this movie that might remind you of me, and it's me. And, or I don't know. Like, yeah, he's, he's very like, funny. there's some gratuitous cameos. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> so. Funny. And I think he reviews the movie. He just like talks <laughs> about how silly. His but he gave Gremlins two a higher rating than Gremlins, yeah. which apparently a lot of critics did. Like this reviewed oh. a lot better than the original. So surprising. Well, even was, though I love, I think one. it's masterful in its effects. I really do. I think the the puppets in this movie are just beyond. And I I can't. Yeah. I, I have a hard time thinking of another movie since then that has used at such a scale. Yeah, I'll have to send you yeah. some pictures. I have this awesome picture of one of their um studios or one of their you know where they're building this and they they took a picture from way up high of all the gremlins they made for gremlins 2 and it's just an amazing picture it's also so much of the dialogue is really funny and smart like we were talking about the the building itself and then what's the that character's name um who wants to be a news anchor Oh, oh, the the, 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 the Dracula character, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he I was always he was always one of my least favorite characters. I don't know why. Uh, I get that, but this? I really liked. God, I want to figure out his name. Yeah, yes. yeah. And he's supposed to be like a like a Grandpa Munster kind. Yes, of. Grandpa Fred. That's Grandpa what he's Fred. As. Grandpa, Grandpa Fred. Fred. Grandpa Fred. And he he hosts like the Clamp late night channel where he shows yes. all the movies. But but Clamp wants them to be all color. He doesn't want to show yeah. black and white Because it's kind of like That's a great. Ted Turner a play. Detail. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Donald Trump meets Ted Turner. It is, so, yeah. So yeah, we have this like si- this like B story of Grandpa Fred. I wrote down Grandma. I don't know why. Trying to be a, a real Fred. actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's trying to be like a, a news anchor. Yeah. And he's relegated to this position. And they've given him a late night slot. And he has a great line about, because they've moved him to 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And he says people that watch TV at 3.30 in the morning aren't scared of the wolf man. The only thing that scares those people is getting sober and finding work. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a great line. Like, yeah. Some of the dialogue is really, really fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything yeah. the brain gremlin says is amazing. Tony Randall. Tony Randall yes. is our brain. <laughs> well, why does he sound like Australian or something? <laughs> I'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on in this room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he. Was, I remember the brain gremlin was a big part of the marketing. They, he was like, they really, they're really gung hoing with the brain. But yeah, I mean, he's really fun. He's my favorite. Like, he's I know great. it's hard to pick a favorite gremlin in this because they're all there's so many and they're so good. He is my favorite for sure. And I'm telling you, that lip sync for the creature effects with those lip movements is a miracle. How they were able to control that puppet's mouth and the lips so fast. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just masterful. 
Rick Fuck, Baker is a miracle. They? I yeah, didn't even. Think I don't about know. It. It's fantastic. I only would have thought about it if it was bad because it's so fluid. I didn't notice it. Watch his it a... lips. You wouldn't believe yeah. it for, ni- for 1990. 89. That like was when they shot it. Yeah. No, I totally believe it because I notice it. I always notice it when it's oh, off. It's wonderful. Well, wow. movies like oh this gosh. make me remember why I hate CGI. Like, oh, there's just no sure. fun in CGI. What's fun is like making something and then like you have happy accidents or like funny stories about it or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. not this perfect thing that somebody just creates it's, I mean, it's like a journey the, the stop motion and there is some stop motion like the bat it is stop motion when it's flying outside i think that even looks better than a cgi bat gremlin flying around you know yeah I the bat so. gremlin <laughs> i know the background and that gets injected with uh what was it sunscreen sunscreen, <laughs> sunscreen. and then when he blasts out the side of the door it's the it's the batman symbol yes oh, so good <laughs> yeah i thought that sounded like a really great beauty like anti-aging product oh like, yeah for genetic sunscreen <laughs> yeah like an injectable sunscreen yeah also really smart that. for wow. the gremlins since they're one like, i know why would weakness. they all take it you know yeah. i love i love that storyline of them um so they're going to trick the gremlins to, to, into thinking it was nighttime it's so and good. then drop the curtain. It was really daytime. I thought that was fantastic. And then, yeah. the, and then when the storm cards st- clouds started rumbling in that, I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, literally like, Oh my God, what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fantastic. Yes. It was the, fa- it's the so false smart. End. It was the fake out. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's right, wonderful. It's a great strategy of like they're vulnerable to sunlight. We're gonna trick yep. them. They even set We're the clocks trick them. ahead. They set the clocks ahead. Yeah. They all gathered in the lobby. Here we go. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's well, and there's and like then... a great deadline set up because it's like we have to get this done before sundown because once it's sundown, they're gonna leave the building and we'll never be able to stop them. Yeah. We're Which really I love. Want a taste of I New love York. a ticking they're clock in see... movies. Yes. Yep. yep. They they want to go to all the New York restaurants. Oh my god, so their great. their love of New York, I could relate. But the fact that the the brain is like, we've never been to New York. There's Broadway shows. We have to learn how to get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> also, so funny. We've never been to New York. You haven't been in existence. I know. I know. I also love how he says like, and there's also a lot of crime, but I believe we can see that for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. <laughs> When is that? I missed That's when he's talking about Broadway New York. Yeah. He's like, we're going to oh go see God. some shows. There's some Because he just blabbers on. He just like, go blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I love oh, he's like so on a good. couch, like he's on the Jay Leno show or something. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, on, on yeah. Um, Johnny Carson or something. <laughs> oh, it's so good. There's a lot of people not hearing them, which I think is funny because they're so loud. Like the janitor. So the way that Gizmo ends up, uh, you know, birthing all of these gremlins yeah is <laughs> this janitor is fixing the water fountain and the water like splashes off of billy's drawing and then like splashes back onto gizmo it's yeah. very yeah. convoluted but yeah fun. it is it is and all of these like fur balls start bouncing around and the janitor does not notice nobody notices <laughs> no. as these things are happening they're like ripping the grate off of the wall. I mean, they're painting, and he they, doesn't hear I mean, anything. They also ride down the elevator with him, with the janitor, <laughs> and the door opens, and the janitor leaves the elevator, and then the the mogwai scamper out. Like they were, they rode the elevator down. With him. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, listen, it's so forgivable in this movie. Like, honest to God, everything is forgivable to me in this movie. I forgive that a hundred times over. Well, the security guard who stops Billy when he's trying to turn off the water, he gets, like, amnesia because he gets 
attacked by one and then is yeah. immediately like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, yeah, no, they're attacked. Like, he, he immediately forgets that that just happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That he's like, no, we got to get you out of here. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm not crazy. I didn't make it up. It's like, yeah, clearly. Yeah, like, you're the guy no just saw it. I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> like, what is happening? Should we well, talk a little God. bit about oh. the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of all this, is the security who make fun of the rules was one of my favorite parts. Oh, it's fantastic. Where, like, Joe Dante is poking fun at just how arbitrary the rules were in the first one. It's great, because I think everyone would talk about that after seeing Gremlins for the first time. Like, what if you get a a seed stuck in your mouth? Like, you didn't eat that. Yeah, what if you change time But then it comes out, (laughs) and and then you have it. And it's always after midnight, right? Always. I don't know the self-control Billy has to not be like, told you so. I know, I know. Well, that's the reveal of Mohawk as a gremlin, and that's that's one of the scary scenes when he comes busting out of that that whatever that panel is they were using. Yeah, control that's a panel. scary moment. I love that, and I love how Mohawk looks as a gremlin. He's so cool and creepy <laughs> and scary. Really Very reptilian and like the sharp teeth. Yeah, I guess they're a little scarier. Yeah, they're so big in this one. They they are, yeah. and they're they're like they got that wet look to them. They look more kind of not. They are a little more slimier and. You know, in the Gremlins 1, they looked like little pieces of foam. I mean, let's be honest. They did. Like, they were very kind of dry looking. And But in this one, they, they, again, they got, they got their Hollywood makeover in this one. Yeah. yeah. I think they were cuter in the first one. Like, the Gremlins? I know every time I call them cute, Jessica's like, the Mogwai's cute. I'm like, no, the Gremlins too. But I think the Gremlins were cuter in the first one. Yeah, I think so too. They were. And they're you're little... right. They were bigger. I didn't quite think of that. They are a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. are like the size of like, like chimpanzees or something. They're like, yeah, exactly. Because Clamp gets the secretary gremlin on him, right? And he's like holding mm-hmm. him holding him like this. Yeah. I yeah. love the secretary gremlin that, that the gremlin like tricks the secretary away by doing the mouse trap in her sandwich. And then yeah. when he comes out, the gremlin is wearing her sweater and like yeah. answering phone yeah. calls. I just. Yeah. I love yeah. how they just like they're the most fun characters. They go okay, wait. with everything. Well, we have lo- to talk about that scene. We can't that's move Looney on from Tunes. That scene because I have well, a lot of thoughts. That's straight up Looney Tunes. Like you know, like donning and like oh, he'll never <laughs> never realize it's me as your secretary. <laughs> well, also the idea of animal abuse and like how that ties into everything going off the rails. Kind of like the. I mean, again, I might be hitting this too hard, but the live animal markets that have led the wet to markets, this yeah. So similarly, you know, there are humane mousetraps, but this is not one of them. And so there's a part of me that's like, this is her comeuppance because he slides the the mousetrap in her sandwich and presumably she like loses her tongue or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what ever like, really that... what happens to her. Like if she's... Yeah, they never show us. <laughs> like, does she hear her scream. I guess she maybe she passes out or something. Yeah. But I'm like, that to me feels like justice for you were going to kill a poor but that's mouse. but that's a cartoon right like in cartoons yeah. they slide mouse traps into that's your true. food and it, it is ah! a it's a cartoon that's a straight up car- tom and jerry cartoon yeah i loved that 80s office so much too. oh like i know a weird pastel ceramic lily the whole arrangement. set is amazing it is the clam center is fantastic there was a moment where i wondered i didn't get to look this up maybe you guys know where the mall looked a lot like um like where the food court area is and all that stuff i was like this looks a lot like uh shopping mall was it the same no okay this is all constructed on the warner brothers lot yeah okay oh no but the actual building is in new york i remember going to visit it like the exteriors were shot oh, cool. at this. yeah <laughs> yeah and of course all that Times square stuff well yeah i read that they wanted to do it in new york but they didn't want to deal with like shooting on the street and stuff so they were like how can we make it new york but have it all be contained on a set yeah <laughs> Well, all those um, Times Square shots, I guess, was shot like on Memorial Day weekend. It was super busy and had like that mob, 
and it feels like kind of busy and like. I'm so glad that they filmed the exteriors in New York because you just like it's so hard to fake New York. Yeah, it is. What about the casual racism of Getty Watanabe, who's always like kind of a victim of that? Like, his it's this Asian tourist who can't stop taking photos, and then at least like he keep at least he comes back and you know is like part of the story. Yeah, but they did the same thing to him in Pretty in Pink and. I saw he's credited as Asian tourist in Armageddon, and I'm like, oh, poor guy. (laughs) I mean, at least he gets to be a part of all of these iconic movies, but uh, it kind of sucks. I guess that's my one other criticism of this movie is... uh... I mean, there was very much a joyfulness about him, and I I think people were like, he he definitely... uh, Yeah, he he fought his way and helped defeat... Yeah. He he played his part, and, you know, he had a... and he was passionate and he was excited mm-hmm. and he was doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he gets rewarded in the end. Yeah. And so yeah. Grandpa Fred ends up sort of enlisting. Uh, I don't, he, they gave him a name. Oh, I don't know if he had I a don't name. Hear it. I saw it as Mr. Katsuji. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, yeah. Kate keeps calling Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. Mr. Katsuji. This is not part of yeah. the program. <laughs> right, right. Mr. Katsuji ends up being Grandpa Fred's cameraman when they both essentially get this promotion at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. we get to do uh, because... some serious journalism. Yeah, yeah, they get to do it. That's a fun thing. I know you said, Peter, that you don't love that storyline. But I, I don't. that part's nice that they're like, you know, nobody's allowed in the building and all these journalists are desperate to cover what's going on. And Grandpa, and Grandpa Fred, Fred has gets this it. benefit because he's in he's the building. There. Yeah. yeah. So he and Katsuji team up and start broadcasting the chaos inside the building. So, yeah, there's like a buddy cop angle there. Yeah. This all buddy. starts yeah. on the TV show Microwave with Marge, that there's yeah. just like a cooking show where it's yeah. all the cooking is like microwaving. Yeah, because that's when microwaves are becoming a big deal. And like, yeah. yeah it's like very exciting and everything. You just throw it all in the microwave. And she gets drunk while she I cannot there. imagine now being like, I'm going to do all my cooking in a microwave. That sounds very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it just for ease and convenience and being yeah. a lazy person. It's also funny that as they're like destroying her set and seemingly very violent and popping out of her soup, like she really only gets upset when they start fucking with the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's her bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there's some passion. She actually loves what she does. It's true. Yeah. There's Good a lot for of her. passion. Yeah. It's generally just Clamp who's the really kind of the, the scumbag. Everyone else sort of it kind of enjoys their job. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not Phoebe Cates. But, oh, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> she's a little more fortunate. I don't know if that's exactly what she wants to be doing. But, you know, yeah. they're, they're a young couple. They're struggling. They got to pay the rent. She wants wanna, to be yeah. married. They want to get married. Wants. They mm-hmm. want to get married. Um, good for them for still being together after all they went through with the events of Gremlins, you know. I kept having these moments where I was ha- like pretty, in- uh, not uh, fuck, dirty dancing moments where I was like, Nobody puts Gizmo in a photocopier. Nobody puts Gizmo oh, in a Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I was so mad every time they were doing something mean to him. I actually wish he had more of, like, his Rambo scene. Same. Yeah. You know? I wanted more of a training montage. He had, yes. well, well, I mean, when he actually shoots his arrow, it's just a one shot. Yeah. And then he's done it. I, I, I was expecting more of a battle. Yeah, between me too. him and the, yeah. Although I do like that he's attached to his Rambo headband by the end. Yeah, I just want to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also like great merchandising because it's like you got to have Gizmo, yep. but now you got to get Gizmo with the headband. The Rambo <laughs> so Gizmo. There's Rambo Gizmo, yeah. And it mirrors him in the first one where he's obsessed with um, the like Steve McQueen and driving, and then he gets his one big moment of driving the Barbie car. Yeah. He likes, he loves watching TV and loves watching movies. And 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like really fun parallels. I thought the idea that the building was like this uh, fully automated building, but the things don't always work, like the revolving door gag and stuff, that that kind of was like mirroring the father in the first one and his like kooky inventions that never worked. Yeah, that's right. And Billy's trying to call Kate on that video call and it keeps like cutting out and he just slams it. He's like, nothing works in here. Yeah. And of course the elevator that Phoebe Cates gets trapped in. Yeah. The big callback or parody is Phoebe Cates. Uh, don't talk about Lincoln's story. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god. That's, that's straight so up, that is like straight up Zucker Brothers. Like, that's some airplane. It's that's so like scene good. from Airplane. It's so good. I w- I, it made me wonder what I would think of it if I hadn't seen the first one. Like, it's still funny oh, I know. she's trying to have this emotional moment and he's like, not now. So we I don't think time. it still works. Yeah. It's a miracle. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. But it's even better with the first one. Oh yeah. yeah. But You'd have to. I was wondering if she just has, like, a depressing story for every random holiday that, that someone's going to bring I know, I know. Like, I know. God, don't talk about Easter around her. Like, she's a nightmare. <laughs> well, you know, listen, that that um, dead dad story in Gremlins, oh, I don't it's know my if you guys remember, but it was a huge controversy. Oh, really? You know? Oh, my God. Like, because all, all the kids in America went to see Gremlins. And then she tells that story. Oh, that Santa's not real. Yes. That's the end of the monologue. And that's why I found out Santa wasn't real. Okay, and every and kid in America, well, children, children saw well, parents are... What was it rated? PG. PG. Oh. So, I mean, okay. and listen, I don't think you could even get away with that now in like a kids movie, you know? Wow. Um. Yeah, it didn't even. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it was a really controversial monologue, and it would cause a lot of problems. And that's why wow. they kind of hark back, harken back to it in Gremlins too, because just because of that, it was it was a big deal. Yeah. But the idea deal. that it's like, don't mention Lincoln, one year on Lincoln's birthday, something bad happened is <laughs> my favorite. Just I the know. specificness I know. of it is such I a know. Stretch. It's very, it's, well, come on, let's think of the most outrageous holiday. Yeah, like, please don't mention Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> well, we started with me being like, on Father's Day, I saw this pig video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> recovered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a dad. <laughs> but don't talk about Father's Day. <laughs> One was, year. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually still surprised that that monologue was allowed to go in Gremlins. Because yeah. it, I love, that's my all-time favorite. I mean, like I've said before to Brad, like it's not Christmas until I hear about Phoebe Kate's dead dad. And how there's no Santa. <laughs> yes, it's it's I'm trying best. to compare, I'm trying to compare it to like a modern movie. Like if, like what's the movie like Gremlins that's, that kids kind of are really excited about now? Like a Harry Potter? Maybe. Maybe like or a like Harry a Potter. Pixar movie or something. Or and then there's a and there's a monologue about how there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> it's exactly what it was, you know. Um, but it's like that's what it was like growing up in the '80s. Like that that was okay. You know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah. obviously it wasn't since people got mad, but it did feel like in the '80s it was much more like a free for all for children. Yeah. Yeah. I never it never would have even crossed my mind because I didn't grow up with Christmas or believing in Santa. So it just felt like, yeah, everybody knows that. And then I forget until like <laughs> that people like me believed she... forever. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were all yeah. like little kids going to see Gremlins because it's really exciting and you got this monologue. <laughs> I don't remember ever really personally being affected by it. I mean I wasn't I saw this as a kid and it and I still believed. So it didn't yeah, affect Yeah. Okay. Cuz I knew if I didn't believe I didn't get presents. Like yeah. <laughs> you couldn't sway me on this. Also, it's a movie, so couldn't the parents be like, they just said that for the movie. It's a fanciful she movie. She thinks Santa's not yeah, real because yeah. her dad died. Because yeah. <laughs> her dad died. Right, 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 right. Your dad's right. still alive. You're She's okay. She's bitter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Okay. 
<laughs> my favorite moment, and this is, I guess, sort of cheating, but the scariest moment I thought was when you have the dentist gremlin saying, is it oh, safe yeah. because of Marathon Man? Like that to me is scary because <laughs> it's such a loaded history. Yeah. And, you know, bad dentists are scary, especially if they're maybe Nazi gremlins. Especially that gremlin who can't even, yeah. can't even keep his eyeballs straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love when we first... That you thought was... The, well, you, oh, th- you thought that was the scariest part of the movie? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I still think Microwave with Marge, that one got me. Because I knew it that it was going to come out... Yeah, I knew it was coming out of the pot. Like, I knew it was coming, so I was, like, a little bit, like, anticipating. And then when he goes, she goes back, and it comes out of the cabinets, which happens in the first one, too, and that and it scares me in the first one, too. I just uh-huh. don't – I never expect there to be so many gremlins in the scene. Yeah, well, there's that great chaos scene in the Clamp Center, too, where everyone's being attacked. Mm-hmm. I thought was kind of – you know, And Phoebe that... Cates sees the flasher gremlin. Yeah, like, again, yes. With, <laughs> with yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love how gremlins smoke cigarettes like crazy in this. Oh, they love smoking cigarettes and drinking and yeah. They're just <laughs> candy. They're super I love they're that very that naughty. From the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that there's still candy. They work at the, the stock sequel. exchange. There's gremlins yeah. saying bye bye. Bye, sell, bye, sell. <laughs> I, I still think the spider gremlin is a scary well Mohawk transitioning into the spider. I wish the spider mm-hmm. got more just more time. I, I want to see him like cl- crawling up the web and you know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such yeah. a great effect and they barely use it. Yeah, I know. It is funny to me, though, seeing them using knives to cut it when it's like, first of all, spider webs in real life are like the flimsiest. I know. Ever. And secondly, you can tell that so are these. Like, it looks like it's like the stuff you use on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Spider webs yeah. are like, you don't need, you just swat that and it falls. Well, like, she was using like a pocket need. knife. Yeah. But then they come, uh, what's the guy? The Futterman. Like, Futterman? Who's, yeah. Yeah, Futterman comes off. I like when like Phoebe it. takes out the, the knife and Marla's like, what a resourceful young woman you are. <laughs> well and she says something to her when she's like explaining what happened between like marla's saying what happened between her and billy and she's like this will be a great exercise in openness for us <laughs> right 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 i made a few designs on him i didn't get to first base okay like, let's talk let's talk girl to girl here and it worked phoebe's like okay okay let's just worry about this giant spider web you're in i love marla's accent by the way i know it's, so it's crazy <laughs> so good she has that one line you know when art and business join forces anything, anything can happen, happen. <laughs> yeah her like sexy line to billy when they're on their sort of date so do you guys have a favorite of the gremlins in this one i mean favorite, Frank, like, mine i've already said but do you guys have a I, favorite of the gremlins i love greta <laughs> the girl the girl gremlin. <laughs> it might be brain for me too He's yeah. pretty funny. Mm. I also, yeah. I, I appreciate Vegetable Gremlin, too. I mean, that just because it's the most wacky. I I <laughs> love so I love Greta. I just wish she had a little more, another, I wish she had more screen time. Like, I'd love to see her in a couple more battles. You know, yeah. maybe wielding a machine gun or something, you know. Is there a third one? Because it feels like she's set up to be the survivor for the third. No, no, third one. There's supposed to be some sort of, like, w- uh, animated web series that's coming out. Um, it's called The Secrets of the Mogwai, and it's about the origin of the mogwai and i don't know it seems kind of lame but it's like an animated series okay i don't want answers though that's like the only thing it's like i like the fact that we don't know anything about the mogwai is that they're as far as we know there's only gizmo they've been trying to do gremlins 3 forever but gremlins 2 just wasn't a moneymaker and i think it costs a lot and they're just i don't think spielberg is like chomping at the bit either to like try to do it and joe don i don't know i just think that it's just kept kept languishing 
Well, they never gave him that control again. Like, he had, he had unfiltered control over totally. this. And, like, what's the point of doing one if you don't have that again? Yeah. Plus, it really... I, I, it, I think a CGI Gremlins movie, which it undoubtedly would be, it just wouldn't be mm. great. No, they'd have to keep it. I mean, that's my issue. I don't mind getting the backstory and the secrets of the Mogwai, but I don't want it to be animated. I want puppets. I want yeah, it to be... Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah. Puppets are time-consuming and puppets are expensive, and they don't want to go that route. That's why it's so fun and so magical. And, and you know the 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 Dark Crystal series didn't quite hit, so mm. you know they, that isn't work. That got canceled. So yeah, it's tough to pull off. It is. So for anybody who is stupid enough to not watch this movie, the way that they finally defeat them <laughs> yeah. after it, there's the the storm coming blocking the sun. Uh, Billy gets the idea to spray them all with the hose, which is risky because as we know, they start to like repopulate and now in gremlin form. So you're yeah. like, what I is love he doing? that too. And the then... shots of like the little tiny gremlins forming in like bubbles on their, on back. their back. That was yeah. such a cool yes. effect that we didn't have in the first one of like actually seeing tiny, tiny gremlins. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, um, like those bubbles that you pop, but fetuses basically. Or like uh, tadpoles kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was a really cool effect. And then they harness, what do we call him? Electricity gremlin? Yeah, electric gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> electric gremlin from the phone and like shock all of the gremlins to death except for Greta who is still seducing uh Forster his... Forster thank you uh Clamp's lackey who comes around who kind of co- yeah. like, gets into it yeah I wrote and in my notes like... proving that men will fuck anything yeah. <laughs> he just kind of like all right yeah and she's in her yeah. wedding she's already in her wedding dress <laughs> Yeah, I read it. And he's like, I have half a day off. I read an interview with him where he said, like, that he was just kind of making faces. And then at the end of that, Joe Dante was like, that was crazy. We're not going to use that. And then when he saw the movie, that was what they used. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's also this great moment where uh, Clamp says, maybe we can use this stuff for landfill. That really paints him as a demon. Because nobody uses stuff for landfill. (laughs) Landfill is like the stuff you can't use. Yeah, all that sludge, all the gremlin sludge. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can use it for landfill. Like somehow they're profiting off of just filling the land with garbage. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I love all the references, like to Marathon Man and Wizard of the the Oz. Wizard (laughs) of Oz. Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Phantom of the Opera. Yep, the Phantom yeah, of the Opera Gremlin. so many fun references. A lot, of course, to, to Rambo. There's, uh, mm-hmm. what else? Well, the, the, the movie that Grandpa Looney Fred Tunes. is showing, oh, yeah, yeah. is the uh, Attack of the Octopus People or Octopus Man or something, which they also reference in another one of Joe Tante's movies. I'm trying to remember. Maybe Matinee, I think. And even Grandpa Fred is kind of a reference to yeah. like, the monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet there's so many that we don't, that we're not even clocking, but it Batman, feels so layered. Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love how that, the bat gremlin turns into a gargoyle after it gets hit. Oh, my God. Mats. Me, too. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't mention it. That was yeah. my other favorite part. Yeah. And what about Invasion of Body Snatchers? Oh, yeah. He's tearing when a big pod. Dr. Catheter comes out with that giant pod. <laughs> I right. forgot like, about that. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just a, that's like a blatant reference for like zero reason. I mean, I wonder if Christopher Lee just like 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 oh, we have this prop. It looks like something from made. <laughs> I know. I'm obsessed so with like what are they doing in this lab? <laughs> I know, and like what are they doing there? That was very confusing to me as a kid, like watching it. Like, what am I? What what is this lab doing in this 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 tower? With all I, the it, different very vials. confusing. <laughs> and At even one point, cl- there's a cow fitted with a helmet. Yeah, and it says, "I enjoy giving milk," as if like the helmet is reading the it's cow's reading, thoughts. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the cow is able to tell you like what it's thinking uh yeah. <laughs> well clamp explains like why he why they did that and how it was like, a mistake on his part or maybe a mistake on forrester's part that like, forrester gave him the okay to have to like do their <laughs> yeah, genetic he says testing he wanted there. it to be what was it a psychologist or something oh i could have had three oh, yeah. shrinks and a therapist in there or something yeah. like that yeah <laughs> pla- three Which, shrinks and a plastic surgeon that's it there we go perfect yeah that also so makes me like know. Daniel we... Clamp more because it's yeah. like oh he's not he doesn't want to hurt animals again better than Trump who's rolling oh. back all our animal protections you know who else is in it the secretary at um, Splice of Life was oh um, yeah from SNL it's it's Pat yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, what's her name Julia Sweeney Julia Sweeney. Sweeney yeah she was the the secretary at Splice of Life yeah where she's got a cold so and he takes her tissue yeah <laughs> Also something that would never happen now. What is it going to take for someone to get some fresh germs around here? <laughs> is he even wearing gloves when he's No, oh no, I I do not think so. No. I feel like this is before no. people knew to wear gloves. Yeah. <laughs> like also early on uh Billy gets in trouble for like decorating his little cubicle with a plant. Yeah, right. They throw the plant in the trash. Yeah. And then Cuz it could uh, be an aphid Marla... infestation. It's a, it's a possible aphid, aphid infestation. Yeah. <laughs> Marla has that line, or maybe it's maybe it's the other guy whose name I keep forgetting, and and you keep jumping in and saying it, Peter, the Forster, the yeah. yeah, maybe it's Forster, maybe it's Martha. Now I can't remember, but who's like, I think it's Forster, who's like, and then you're gonna have mugs that say "World's Best Lover." As part of, like, how people would decorate yeah. their cubicles. And to me, that's such a weird line because it's, like, world's best dad, world's best mom. But, like, who has a world's I don't best know. lover? Mom? It was like, or you'll have an ashtray that says, rest your butt here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He has very specific ideas of how. And then he points out the uh, the actual, beaut- like, amazing painting that they have adorned in Clamp Central, which is just nothing. <laughs> right? The two shapes. Yeah. We already have. This is here. authorized. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, later on, Daniel Clamp says that the building was designed for things and not people. Right. And like, his growth, which is nice. Yeah. Again, I think he's And Marla quits man. smoking at the end. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Like, on yeah. a dime. It's like somebody asks for one of her cigarettes. She's like, I only have two I'm left. I'm done. Ah, fuck it. I quit. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I've been through enough. I've seen hell. I'm, I've, yeah. I've grown. <laughs> and it's nice that, um... Oh, fucking names. Uh... uh <laughs> Futterman, mm-hmm. that Murray Futterman sort of gets to be a hero. And, and he gets you know, to stay alive because yeah. Yeah. he was yeah. like presumed dead in the last one. Yeah. And his wife keeps like kind of acting like he's crazy, even though, she, you know, they all lived through it. It was real. <laughs> she's not really respecting his PTSD. And in that one moment, she's like, I heard it too. It's okay. It's like, that doesn't make it okay. I know, right? It's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then they get, they both get attacked by the bat. So then they she kind of comes around. Yeah. The bat, I can't, I just have to say it once more, even though you already brought it up, Jessica, but just the bat turning into the gargoyle after being like thrown into cement. It's so it's good. One, again, very cartoon. Like that's another, yes. yeah, Tom and Jerry, that's a cartoon. Yeah. And then it looks so much like a gargoyle. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. 
I actually, I have, you know, there's a, a bat. There gremlin. was a cartoon, a gargoyles cartoon that I used to watch, and it looked yeah. just like that. And they would turn to stone that exact way. <laughs> there's a bat gremlin action figure that came. You know, so a lot of these gremlins have um, become action uh, toys. Let's be honest, toys. And I have, <laughs> I have the bat gremlin, and I painted it white, <laughs> and I position it in the exact, and I hung it on top of my fireplace, so he's kind of like there. Oh my gosh! Can you send us a picture yeah. when we're okay? Great. I actually also have the spider gremlin the actual spider gremlin how big is it i have so many questions how big is it massive it's gigantic in fact it couldn't really fit in my garage so he now lives in a museum um just outside of vegas wow tom devlin's monster museum yeah he lives in tom devlin's monster museum everyone go visit him (laughs) um just outside of vegas because he was too big and it needs to be temperature controlled and i couldn't have any temperature temperature control in my garage so wait what First, wait, how big and why does it need to be temperature controlled? <laughs> because it's made, the material it was made out of in 1990 is like a foam, and 30 years later, it's just breaking down. And if to sit in my hot garage in LA, right. it would have just disintegrated. How did you get it? I'm so interested. Well, so Rick Baker retired. Yes. And he just put a lot of his stuff up for auction. And I bid on it, and I'm never thinking it. You know, it's, it was kind of one of those funny mistakes where I didn't realize quite how big it was going to be <laughs> until I won the auction, and I was going through pictures later, and I saw a beer bottle in one of the photos next to his leg. And I'm like, wait a minute. That beer bottle looks awful small. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then I realized, like, oh, my God, this thing is gigantic. And it was. It was huge. I mean, it was his legs. You know, his legs were just massive. And it's wow. like, you know, the wingspan, I guess, is like huge. So I had to find a different place for it to live because I didn't want it to die in my garage. And now people can see him on display. That's so cool. That's so cool. Enjoy <laughs> him. Yeah. Jinx. Can, can we ask how much you paid for it or is that forbidden? It was about uh, 20, 20 grand. That's, I, I mean, it's worth it. But you want to something? I'll yeah. tell you something. I'm still paying it off. I'm still paying it off. But listen, here's the thing. I, I kept I kept telling myself, like, listen, a lot of people, like, what well, most, uh, maybe some guys would would buy a banked up car and work on this car for their whole life in their garage. Mm-hmm. I got a gremlin in my garage that I was kind of working on. It's the same thing. Some people have a gremlin car. Some people have an actual yeah. gremlin. Yeah, someone would dedicate their life to, re- to put, reconstruct a Mustang and spend yeah. hundred, you know, tens of thousands, ten, twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> ten, you know, half of what I spent. I actually saw, it's funny because after I got it, I saw Rick Baker at a restaurant. And I just went right up to him and I told him the story. I'm like, I have your spider gremlin. He told me the story. Because, like, you know, the, the spider gremlin they use in the movie, when they, he um, gets set on fire, that's what they did to that animatronic. Oh. They, they doused it with fire and they lit it on fire and it burst into flames and it was done. Whoa. So my gremlin was like kind of the stunt gremlin. Like when you see the close-up of its um, uh, legs moving, like mm-hmm. going up to Phoebe Cates and its leg kind of like touching her. That was all my gremlin. Like it was kind of like the stunt man. Of the yeah. actual of the actual animatronic puppet, right? You so have the stuntman. I have the stuntman. Oh my god! Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Did mm-hmm. you ever name him? No, he's a spider gremlin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you like had a pet name. Oh no, good idea though. But no, I mean, God, I can't imagine him being anything else but the spider gremlin. <laughs> and I have I have another gremlin actually from Gremlins too, which um was uh just a generic puppet they used in the back one of the background scenes. Uh, and I, the only reason I got it, cause it was a really good price and it's really just falling apart and it, it's all it's polyfoam materials just coming out, falling apart and falling away, but I still want it anyway. And it's got serve, it's got like servos stuck underneath, like, like battery powered servo controllers 
that you'd yeah that you some guy was probably like the doing where is that now in my house that one i can show you a picture i'll send you some photos of the spider (laughs) yeah and that 20 grand really is like now you're giving back to the horror community thank you that's so cool i'll be paying that off for the rest of my life but i i'll be paying off for the rest of my life but i have i i have I have no regrets. But you're I have preserving zero history. Regrets. I mean, like that's absolutely that's exactly what you want to happen. This stuff. I hate when you totally. hear these stories and it's like, oh yeah, I kept it in my attic and it disintegrated. Oh my god, yeah. the, the shark from Jaws. They threw that shark on the back lot of Universal. They put a tarp over it and it just dissolved and it was destroyed. The oh, shark from so Jaws. Sad. You know, like because you don't think about this stuff and people don't preserve a lot of their stuff and some people do, but yeah. a lot just and these things are made out of nothing. They're made out of foam. So right. foam just disintegrates. You'd think that there would be an effort to salvage Jaws, that like there also would be a super fan who would buy it and keep it safe. Well, Greg DiCataro did. All right, I mean, it's a longer Jaws story that we don't have to get into, but he was able to salvage one of them, and it's going to be on display in the new Hollywood Museum that opens Ooh, up. Whoa. That's, that's I being love Jaws. Sure. Yeah. I might have cut out when I said that, but that's my favorite horror movie, which oh, is yeah? debatable if it's the thriller. Yeah, I it's a it's it so It's much. a long sort of convoluted story, but he was able to get the molds that that made Jaws, and he was able to recreate. So it's not the actual Jaws but it was used from the molds before they were destroyed. Yeah. And he was, and so it's going to be on display at the Hollywood Museum. That, How cool. Yeah. I love that little bit of info because it's like, it's not, it's almost like if you breed a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not the same as its sibling. No. It's birthed from the same place. It's funny because they, this last shark that was made from the original molds, it hung in a tree in, in, a, in, a, in a junkyard in Sun Valley. For about forty years, this the shark from Jaws. It was wow. in a tree. <laughs> Why? Greg Nicotaro scooped it up, brushed it off, and now it's gonna be in the Hollywood Museum now for the I rest of its go life. Whenever I guess. I know I can't wait for yeah. it to open. They're gonna have everything. They're gonna. I actually talked to them about having my spider gremlin there, and they were interested, but they're just like, we don't know how this museum's gonna work. Give us a couple of years, and maybe we'll come back to. We'll have a better idea of how the whole thing's gonna feel and because the problem with my spider gremlin is it takes up a big part of a piece of real estate (laughs) and it's from an obscure movie it's not from gremlins it's from gremlins 2 so (laughs) people are like huh what am i looking at a spider gremlin no one i contacted a lot of places to see if they would take it just to but a lot of people had a hard time like we don't know what to do with this thing it's huge if they can accommodate it eventually would you bring it back from vegas yeah it's closer i would yeah and i told the guy in vegas we have that we have a deal that he's I can take That's it back great. whenever I want because if the Hollywood Museum wants it, I will absolutely give it to them. Yeah, because then it's nearby, and they would, and more people would see it, and I think a lot of people would appreciate it, and the people who saw yeah. it would be like, "Oh my god, the spider gremlin! I can't believe we it." We would go see. Oh, it. for I, sure. Yeah, my I god, mean, that's one of my favorite sure. things about living out here is like all the fun stuff for like movie nerds like me to go do. Oh, for sure. Jessica and I have run into a few like sort of weirdo movie screenings together. Oh yeah, we ran into each other at Halloween H two O. Halloween show screening, which I watched last night again. <laughs> we also ran to each other that overnight. Yeah, the horathon. The, the horathon at the Arrow, which doesn't exist now because of COVID. Seven seven movies in a row. Did you stay for all of them? No. No, I, I did. bailed after three because <laughs> nice. the third one was unwatchable. I did a double feature there once that was really fun. I think it was Casablanca and Notorious. It was like two oh, wow. Ingrid Bergman movies. I like in this fun. movie when they say uh, Casablanca, now in color with a happier ending. Happier ending. <laughs> what? How did I miss that? That's one of the announcements. <laughs> That's one of the, yeah. 
I think when Grandpa Fred is like throwing it to the next show, that was like the intermission. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right, another reference in there. Yeah. It all came full circle. Mm-hmm. There's a small psych gag that I was dying over when the gremlins are in the lab and they're all taking the vials with different things. And one of them picks up a vial that says acid, do not throw in face. And then he throws it in the gremlins Immediately face. throws it in the face. And he becomes the phantom. That's how you get the phantom. Yeah. yeah. I also love that too because don't do not throw in face is so first of all it would never say I that know. like don't put it anywhere on anybody and not an open container of it anywhere especially yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not sealed but also right. that that's like the thing that you want to do the most if you see acid of course like you have to restrain yourself because right, I'm like dying the, to throw this in somebody's face like the giant button that says do not push the button yeah. Jessica wasn't, yeah. it, wasn't it you and I that would talk about like like if you're on a boat and all you want to do is just throw your cell phone overboard I have like this ridiculous thing yeah my keys are my cell phone where like if I'm over an edge of any kind or near water or something I have this urge <laughs> to throw your cell phone yeah yes I don't know why I have to like physically put it in my purse and zip it because I'm like I'm gonna throw it. I don't yeah. know what that is either, but I have it too. Well, it's the it's it's living in New York and waiting for the train on the subway. When the train's coming, all you want to think about is pushing someone in front of the train, <laughs> or or throwing yourself in front of the train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Right, Anna Karenina stuff. Yeah. yeah, when I went, my work used to do. Well, Peter's work used to do that. The cruise. Yeah. And I, it was like a cruise in Long Beach thing, like a booze cruise. And when I did that, I was like, I'm going to throw my phone. <laughs> <laughs> all night i was like i'm gonna do it it's gonna happen i don't know what that is it would but... probably feel great for that second <laughs> until yeah. it doesn't feel great at all the second after that you have to get a new one yeah. i feel like it's an anxiety thing yeah about like i want to take control over the fact that my life will be ruined yeah <laughs> yes i'm gonna lose yeah. my phone anyway i might just do it now and get it over with <laughs> yeah take down a couple fish with me. right who do you guys think you are in this movie oh great question who do I think I am or who do I want to be? Ooh, both. <laughs> Give us both. Well, I want to be Marla. I get that. Yeah, she's great. But I think I'm more of uh, the, not the vegetable, but the, uh, <laughs> I think I'm more, more the background one. He, like the idea of just trying to, wanting to get out, you know, get away. <laughs> uh, but protect myself. I mean, I want to be Phoebe Cates just because I always want to be Phoebe Yeah, Cates. totally. Not her specifically in this movie, just her in anything at any time. But I think I'm I'm a combo. I really related to Daniel Clamp when he's using the liquid bandage. I love a liquid bandage. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I was like, all right, dab, I see dab, that. Dab. And, then, and then anytime gremlins are coming out of candy, especially if it's like a chocolate candy like M&Ms or something. Oh, yeah. Like, that's me. That is definitely me. Yeah. So I'm like two evils in this movie. I'm I'm Daniel Clamp and a gremlin. <laughs> okay. A, any gremlin. Well, that's kind of like what I was. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jessica? I think I'm Gizmo. Okay. Like, I... I wow, feel... <laughs> so full of yourself. The star. But I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> obviously um i i like how like even when gizmo's in like bad situations like he's in a cage in a laboratory where they want to kill him he's like dancing for them and like trying to lighten them i feel like i'm a very like yeah. optimistic like i can see the positive and gizmo always sees the positive in a situation yeah. Yeah. so can you maybe tell us like how uh american democracy will survive or Anything like that? There's no positive in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. Ugh. No. Oh, God. I know. That was, like, part of what too. was so fun about watching this was, like, just totally forgetting about how terrible the world was and, like, yeah. 
going back to this time in like the 80s 90s when you could just laugh yeah. at everything and then I oh, was on yeah. Instagram this morning and like bickering with somebody about like facts and stuff and I got so mad and I was like wait I lost all that positivity I just had from I need to like oh. watch Gremlins 2 again <laughs> you, you should do a dance you should follow the Institute of Gremlins 2 technology on, on Twitter I want to find it yeah that's amazing great. it's that hilarious so it's hilarious and it's smart too and it's a great movie so for right now. Like, if you're depressed in quarantine yeah. and stuff, put this movie on. It's a fucking blast. For sure. Yeah. Couldn't and agree I more. Normally, this is going to make me sound like a real stick in the mud, but I normally don't love, like, fun horror. <laughs> I, I, you know, I oh, want no, it to have, I get like, it. a deeper message and be full of metaphors. And, and oh, I get I, it. So I, yeah, I was not expecting to enjoy this nearly yeah. as much as I did. I know. I was I, had so I was much so fun. curious to know what you would think because you don't usually <laughs> – so weird to say you don't like fun you don't usually like fun, fun movies but you are uh, you are in comedy so i was like which right. is gonna win out <laughs> right yeah. it was so fun it is and yeah fun. i laughed out loud several times which is which is rare in a movie and especially if you're watching by yourself like it's sort of easy oh, yeah. with people and it's contagious that laughter i mean i think even the revolving door gag made me laugh like <laughs> oh i love it stuff it's so good when he comes shooting out and just takes out that woman <laughs> And yes. all their file, their paper goes flying. It's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, wonderful. also very cartoony, like you mm. said. Well, I just yeah. re- I was reminded how it starts off as a Looney Tunes movie or cartoon. Yeah. Remember that? How it with starts Bugs off? And Daffy. Yeah, with Bugs. And you're like, what am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I fast forwarded it at first, and then what I was bizarre... like, oh, I think this is part of it. That's part of the back. movie. That's part yeah. of the movie. It's so strange. It really is. Like when you're setting up the tone, and you're like, oh, okay, this is. Not what I was expecting. Yeah. It definitely sets it up, though. Well. It definitely sets up what you're in store for. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then should we, I guess we, I mean, that P, Key and Peel sketch is just so perfect. Oh, God. It's so without good. Without context, if you're just like, how could a movie have all of these insane things in it? And it does. Yeah. I remember Joe Dante commented on that video, and he's like, that's exactly how the <laughs> room went, was. It's exactly how it went. <laughs> do you think he's joking or do you think that's kind of true i mean it had to it, it had to come from somewhere someone had to sit down and be like let's make a vegetable gremlin you know i mean <laughs> so someone had to brainstorm and just be like okay so <laughs> do you want to promote anything or tell people where they can follow you no i don't <laughs> god we're in quarantine i have nothing going on now uh are I you just, on instagram i'm, I'm on instagram your, yeah. oh yeah yep i'm on instagram yeah. twitter cool. facebook it's all my name Okay, great. I'm excited to check it out. And yeah. I can't wait for those photos. Please send yes. them to us. And I'll look up the spider gremlin at the... Okay, I'll send you a photo of him too. Yeah, okay, I've, cool. I've got plenty of photos of that when I was... When <laughs> With he was... anything for scale? Yeah. Uh, I think I like there's a picture of us standing behind him or something. Yeah, I'll find something. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this was so fun. Yes. Yeah, thanks guys. This was fun. <laughs> and that thanks was a for blast. not judging us too harshly with all of the 30 movies that we were like nope haven't seen it oh god not at all are you kidding that was i couldn't i couldn't think of a better movie to have to talk about than gremlins 2 uh well vote for biden <laughs> please subscribe yep and we're at he's right behind you podcast on instagram you guys have been sending us really nice messages and leaving nice comments so keep it up please yes we like it i don't have anything else <laughs> to say <Yeah>. this week <laughs> thanks for listening wear a mask mm-hmm. be yep. nice to people yeah. yeah.